Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. We're really excited to be joining you this week, especially this week, because it is Thanksgiving week, and we are doing a Thanksgiving special on the show this year. I don't Mm -hmm. think we've done a Thanksgiving special, have we? We definitely didn't do one last year because I just looked to make sure that we weren't (laughs) going to cover the same things. Yeah, and we didn't have one last year. Okay, so I don't think we've done a Thanksgiving special. I know that we have talked a little bit about Thanksgiving before, obviously, but we have focused on Thanksgiving more on the blog than we have the podcast. Mm -hmm. But this year, we wanted to do a special episode and just look back on the very first Thanksgiving with you guys Mm -hmm. and also talk about the providence of God. I believe that this is such an important topic because we can also be thankful for the providence of God in our own lives. And this is the whole point of Thanksgiving. We're going to be looking at the origins of Thanksgiving and the first pilgrims that celebrated it and just how amazing their story really was after coming to America, coming to this new land, that they had no idea what it would look like. They had no idea what their lives would look like after getting here. All they knew was that they were in search of religious and political liberty. And they knew that they needed to leave England in order to ensure that they would have that in their lives, that Mm -hmm. their children would have that in their lives. And it's kind of sad to look back at this story and see the passion and see the excitement of their lives and their mission coming here to this new world. And then to see how far we have drifted from that original passion that we had when coming to America and the reasons and the purpose of coming here in the first place for religious and political liberty. As Christians, we need to examine their story. We need to look at their story and remind ourselves of it because this is stuff that they're no longer teaching in schools. This is not the normal Thanksgiving Instagram caption kind of deal that you're going to see this year. This is what Thanksgiving truly is all about and what it should be about even today. If we don't understand the origins of it, then how can we truly celebrate it today? How can we truly examine the providence of God in our own lives and remind ourselves of his goodness and his faithfulness, especially throughout the past year, if we don't look even farther than that and we don't look back and say, this was the first Thanksgiving. And if they could be thankful, despite all that they Mm -hmm. had just gone through, despite all of the obstacles and hurdles that they had to overcome in order to finally get to America, and then after getting to America, all of the things and all of the trials that they experienced trying to get started, and just how few of them there were getting started, then surely we have things to be thankful for. Mm -hmm. Okay, so really briefly, I wanted to start this episode by letting you guys know that we are only a few episodes away from hitting 200 episodes. How crazy is that? This is episode 197, 
And we are really looking forward to recording our 200th episode. We are brainstorming about what we want that to look like, Mm -hmm. especially as it will be in the middle of Vlogmas and in the middle of Christmas and all those different kinds of things. So we're trying to figure out what that's going to look like. If you guys have anything specific that you would really like us to tackle for our 200th episode or a specific question that you really want to know the answer to about us or about our ministry or about the podcast, feel free to email that to us or DM us on Instagram. All of that information is in the description of this episode. We're really looking forward to it and it's a big milestone. It Mm -hmm. doesn't feel like we've been hosting a podcast for long enough to have 200 episodes, but it's absolutely unfathomable and we're really excited. This has been one of our favorite things, I think, to do in our ministry. It's Mm -hmm. just been a really fun platform and it's been great to get to interview some people to talk about what's going on in our lives and tackle some very current and relevant issues in a way that we can't really do on the blog or on Instagram. And we really love just getting to come to y'all every week and letting you guys into kind of our real and raw reactions to some different things. And we're just really thankful for the opportunity. Thankful. Thankful. (laughs) Did anyone catch that? We're just really thankful for the opportunity that the Lord has given us to have a platform like this where we can discuss some of these different things with you and build a community where you guys are seriously coming back every single week and listening to us. That's Mm -hmm. I've said it before and I'll say it again, but that is just crazy to me because when you sit down to record this stuff, you don't really necessarily think like, okay, hundreds of people are going to be listening to this on Monday and yet hundreds of you continue coming back and listening to our episodes Mm -hmm. on Mondays and you're going back and re-listening to them. You're telling your friends about it. You're downloading episodes and all of that just means a lot to us. So we're looking forward to our 200th episode and we hope that you guys will be here joining us and that you guys can give us some ideas for something that we could do. We'll probably put something out on Instagram, Mm -hmm. maybe a little uh, question box or something where y'all can let us hear some of your suggestions. But if you're not on Instagram, feel free to email us also with some of your recommendations. Okay, let's jump into this episode, which I am so excited about. You guys understand my passion and my love for American history. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely love getting into these things. And we are taking from the book, The American Story, which we used for our Memorial Day special episode that Mm -hmm. you guys have absolutely loved. And we love too. It has become an episode that we just tell everybody about. Like if they ask, what should I go listen to? That is one. Rebellion to Tyrants is Obedience to God. That is one that you should go listen to if you're Mm -hmm. new here to the show. But we're taking from the book, The American Story by David and Tim Barton. We absolutely love their organization. Wall Builders is a phenomenal organization that is looking at American history Mm -hmm. and trying to teach it to future generations and trying to encourage people to get to the root of true American history, not the revised version of it that we're teaching nowadays that is very liberal and very secular minded and trying to take God out of all of it. So we're looking at one of his chapters in here, which is looking at the pilgrim's journey to America and how they overcame all of these different obstacles along the way. And we're going to share a few of those with you because I just think that these historical facts are so interesting and also encourage us to understand the origin of Thanksgiving and all that they had to go through in order to finally get to the first Thanksgiving when they finally got here. 
So the pilgrims boarded the Mayflower and finally set sail for America in September of 1620. And there were 102 pilgrims aboard the Mayflower when they left. It took them 66 days on the Mayflower, journeying on the sea in order to finally reach America. This wasn't just a quick journey, okay? This was not like a two-day trip where you leave your house and you have your nice suitcase packed and you have all your toiletries and you have all the things that you need. They are boarding a ship that is not fit to hold all of them. It's not large enough to hold all of them. Mm -hmm. Very small, very limited space. The conditions are not favorable at all. It's not clean. It stinks. This is not the ideal traveling situation that we would all want to be a part of. And yet they endure this for 66 days because they have a mission. And this mission is to seek religious liberty somewhere where they have freedom to worship the Lord the way that they were intended to, the way that the Bible says that we should. And obviously we know back in England that was not allowed, that was not at all encouraged, and the government had been controlling the church, and there was just a lot of political stuff going on within the church, and so worship was very restricted by the government which is quite interesting because we see a lot of that happening today. Uh, But 66 days, the pilgrims endured this journey to reach America. The trip across the Atlantic was very treacherous. They had constant storms. At one point, the main beam of the ship actually broke. And this is an interesting story and one that I had forgotten after reading this book a couple years ago when I read it for the first time. This is just absolutely incredible. The backbone of the ship breaks. So I'm going to read a little part from the American story here because I cannot retell this story as good as they have written this story. So I'm going to read a part of this and it says, The ship did not have the tools necessary to make the repairs. The situation was desperate. It would take a miracle to save the pilgrims and the ship and that miracle occurred. Back when the pilgrims had been driven out of England and went to Holland, they began publishing materials for their congregation as well as other works explaining their religious beliefs to the public. Dutch officials, however, seeking to please the British, confiscated all their typesetting tools and materials to halt any further publications. The pilgrims were left with a printing press, but no way to print anything on it. When they later loaded the ships to come to America, they strangely decided to bring that inoperative press with them on an already overcrowded ship. Providentially, the main component of the press was its large jack screw. So when the main beam broke, the pilgrims had with them exactly what was needed for the crew to raise the beam back into place where it could be secured, thus saving their endangered lives as well as the ship. Maddie, thoughts on this? This is just absolutely incredible to me. And these are historical facts that I think we just don't know because we don't take the time to learn them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the really sad part about this story is that no one knows about it. It's definitely something that I don't know why we're not teaching this kind of stuff in school because I find that this stuff makes history so much more interesting Mm -hmm. because it's not just a bunch of timelines and a bunch of dates and facts and very textbook Mm -hmm. style knowledge. It's a kind of thing where you can be like, fun fact. And it's something that is genuinely interesting. And obviously for us Christians, we know that it's something that's very divine and Mm -hmm. providential. And so it's this story that is so interesting in so many different facets. But it's especially interesting that 
I just love when the Lord uses people who are totally unsuspecting. And obviously when they loaded that printing press, they mm-hmm. probably didn't even know that a jack screw is what would be necessary to fix the main beam if it ever broke and they didn't know for sure that it would. And yet they still load it. And like you said, there's limited space. There's hardly enough room to breathe in there. And yet they're like, okay, let's load the completely useless printing press mm-hmm. on here. And just in case let's we go. need it. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Just in case. Uh-huh. And I just love when the Lord does things like that because it makes the story so much more powerful. Some of them might not even have known what a main beam was or how in the world you would even go about fixing it if it ever broke. And yet the Lord is like, nope, bring the printing press Mm -hmm. because you're going to need it at some point. And you're not going to need it for what you think you're going to need it for, but it's going to come in handy at some point. And the thing that I particularly love about this story is that it's such an example for us. So many of us are looking at Thanksgiving and I think a lot of us look at it with dread especially if you come from more of a dysfunctional family or a family where you have a lot of strain or you are just kind of in a difficult position when it comes to family. So you tend to look at things like Thanksgiving or just holidays in general where you get together with some trepidation Mm -hmm. and anxiety and dread. I just love the example that this story can set for us because I think this really can sum up what Thanksgiving is really supposed to be like and it's definitely not something that the world tells us Thanksgiving should look like. Right now, Thanksgiving is being secularized so much if it's not just being kind of skipped over. I've really noticed Mm -hmm. this year that people are not observing Thanksgiving hardly at all. Yeah. And it's just all about like November 1st, get the Christmas decorations up. Christmas is here. And I mean, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, how I was even in the Christmas spirit a little bit. But I think that it's really important for all of us to understand that Thanksgiving is honestly a sacred mm-hmm. holiday. And it's something that we should most definitely be celebrating. And it's something that without which we would not be a country. Many of us wouldn't even be here, period if not for the daring bravery of these people that came over and were willing to start a completely new life in Mm -hmm. the complete wilderness. And I just love this story because I think that we can look for stories like this in our own life. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what Thanksgiving is supposed to be about. Obviously, during Thanksgiving, I think it's important to know about specific stories like this and to discuss them and talk about them and remember the actual origins of Thanksgiving. But I also think that it's very important to realize that we all have a story similar to this. Mm -hmm. We all have a story where we didn't know we were going to need the jack screw and yet it was there. Or it was something where you were like, I'm not going to need that. And then you ended up needing it desperately. Mm -hmm. And there are tons of different uh, ways that we can interpret this into our own life with people that come into our lives Mm -hmm. where we didn't think that they would play a super significant role in our storyline. And yet they came in and saved the day at one point or were just a really incredible friend or family member that really helped you through a tough time. Or there was some specific situation in your life. And I'm sure that all of us are probably thinking of one right now where we can be truly thankful for the ways that the Lord moved 
in things that we weren't necessarily expecting him to move in. Mm -hmm. And obviously they were not expecting the main beam to break. They didn't want that to happen. They weren't expecting all kinds of different things that happened. Mm -hmm. And yet they did, but they were always provided for. And so I think that it's really important as we gather around for Thanksgiving to not just gather around and say, okay, uh, I'm making this kind of food. They're making this kind of food. Let's all just get together. We'll watch the game after and we'll get through all the family strife and stupidity one moment at a time and once we're done with this we're done and we don't have Mm -hmm. to see him again until christmas and then we don't have to see him again until next thanksgiving or however your family does that some of you may look forward to thanksgiving and christmas and getting together with your family for holidays and i think that that's great and that's definitely something that you should do but too often i think that sometimes we get so excited about that part and then we completely neglect the fact that Thanksgiving is supposed to be a day that we set aside to celebrate what the Lord has done for mm-hmm. us personally, for our country, for our families, for our friends. And it's supposed to be a very sacred holiday. Instead, it's something that's being very secularized or skipped over. I just find that incredibly ironic because Christmas has already been so secularized that the world feels comfortable with all of us celebrating Christmas in November. And they have no problem with that. If anything, they encourage it because they know that you can't necessarily get away from the sacredness of Thanksgiving, I Mm -hmm. think. And honestly, it amazes me that we can get away from the sacredness of Christmas, but they've accomplished it because they have preyed on our greed and our pride and our desires and our wants for more things and more possessions and more stuff. And with Thanksgiving, it's never really been about that. Mm-hmm. It's never They've never been able to turn it into that, this kind of consumer holiday, except they have made it into a holiday where we pretty much just celebrate gluttony and are just like, okay, food and sports, and that's all that matters. And like Lily said, we post the cute Instagram picture with the it's fall y'all caption, and then we move on with our lives. Mm-hmm. And it's never a holiday that we necessarily look back on and be like, wow, that was a really providential time in our lives. That was something that the Lord really used to bring us all closer together. And I think that maybe if we even started looking at Thanksgiving as more of a sacred holiday and we start talking about the things that the Lord has done for us in our lives, I think that could even heal some of the family Mm -hmm. issues that lots of us experience and that often come to a head at this time of year when we all dread getting together and we're all just afraid of who's going to bring up what and why are we going to have to go through this again? And what new thing is going to be discussed this year? What new thing did I do wrong? What new thing did they do wrong? How are we going to fracture our family even more this holiday? I think if we looked at Thanksgiving like the holiday that it truly is, I think we could really begin to start healing some of that stuff and bring our families a lot closer together because many of these providential experiences that we've had in our lives are shared experiences with Mm -hmm. other people. And when we take the time to slow down and look back on that with others, That brings you so much closer together and it's definitely an occasion that we should all be using Mm -hmm. to glorify the Lord, thank him for what he's done in our lives and not conform to the secularism that has been introduced. Mm -hmm. Again, it's one of those things and I feel like we do this every single time on the show and this is the point of the show to help us all to come together and realize this is what the world is doing to things like Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. Christmas and every single holiday, really. They're trying to get us to take the focus off of the Lord and onto worldly temporary things mm-hmm. that will not last, that do not satisfy, that do not fulfill. And these are things that as Christians, we need to get back to the origins of and say, 
this is why this is important. This is why this matters. Here's the history behind it. And share that in love with people, but also be bold and also be willing to say, I want this holiday to be about Jesus. I want it to be Mm -hmm. about being thankful and not just skipping over it in a selfish manner and saying, let's get to Christmas, let's get to gifts, let's get to Mm -hmm. all of these things, but let's truly take the time to take the attention off of ourselves and put it onto the Lord where it belongs. It should never be on us anyways. And another story that I was really encouraged by was about a man named John Howland, I think is how you pronounce his name. And this is also in the book, and I'm going to read this section to you. It said, with the continuous bad weather, the pilgrims and many of the 30 crew members understandably remained below deck for a large part of the voyage. On one of these days, John Howland, a pilgrim in his early 20s, seeking some relief from the cramped conditions, decided to go topside. He was swept overboard by a wave. Few in that day knew how to swim, and making it worse, most did not know that Howland had been washed off the ship. Furthermore, fierce winds made it virtually impossible to stop the ship and turn back to rescue him, and even if they could have done so, it would have taken the better part of an hour. Howland would have undoubtedly been drowned by then. His accident sentenced him to death. Except, there was a rope trailing along in the water behind the ship, and in a frantic effort, Howland grabbed it. He desperately hung on and was dragged through pounding waves in turbulent waters before finally being pulled up on deck. Eventually, he reached the New World with others and married fellow passenger Elizabeth Tilly. The two raised a family of ten children. Now, here's what's really cool about this story. Not that it's not cool already. What I've just Mm -hmm. read you is absolutely incredible and providential. But what if Howland had died when washed overboard? That's the question that we have to ask ourselves here. What would have happened? And the book says he certainly would have become nothing more than a tragic footnote in history, recorded as one of the many pilgrims who died that first year. But he survived, and the result makes a very different story. Howland helps us understand just how much a single life can be worth. Because Howland lived, he had 10 children, and then grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, and so forth. As a result, Howland's descendants now number in the millions, literally. Among them are three U.S. presidents, Franklin D. Roosevelt, George H.W. Bush, and George W. Bush, Edith Roosevelt, wife of Teddy Roosevelt, signer of the U.S. Constitution, Nathaniel Gorham, governors Jeb Bush and Sarah Palin, poets Ralph Waldo Emerson and Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, Hollywood stars Humphrey Bogart, Christopher Lloyd, Chevy Chase, and the Baldwin Brothers. So this is just an incredible story that shows us that God was protecting them, that his providence covered their whole journey, these 66 days that they spent. All of these things, I've just read two stories about how the providence of God got them to America. What we need to take from this is just what Maddie said earlier. We have things like this in our own lives. Maybe you didn't get washed overboard yeah. uh, from a ship I hope this not. year. I certainly hope not. <laughs> that would be awful. But we all had something in our lives where we found the rope mm-hmm. and we were rescued in a situation. We did have something happen where we needed a miracle and a miracle took place. That's the goodness of Thanksgiving Day. This is our opportunity to take the time to remember, to Mm -hmm. take the time to remind ourselves of God's faithfulness, which we all know we don't do enough of. We all know that we lose sight so very quickly of God's goodness and of his faithfulness. This is why he constantly reminds us in scripture to build altars, to constantly remember him, to make sure that in every part of our lives, we are obeying him and focusing on him. 
we need to especially take at least one day, if not at some point every day, take the time to remind ourselves of God's goodness and how good he has been to us. So that's just another story that we wanted to share with you in this episode because we found it encouraging and we know that it inspires us to look at our own lives and say, okay, what happened this year that Mm -hmm. the Lord did for me? How can I be thankful for that? How can I share that story with others? And how can I truly encourage them to also look for the goodness and providence of God in their own lives? Because Mm -hmm. as Christians, I think it's important for us to lead our families in that way, to lead our friends in that way, to lead people that we know that we may encounter this week and have conversations with Thanksgiving is yet another opportunity to talk about Jesus with people. It's Mm -hmm. another thing that we can say, hey, you know what? With Thanksgiving this week, I was just thinking about the Lord's faithfulness and his goodness to me. And I really want to share this story with you because I think it'll encourage you. I think it will inspire you. And I know that this was the Lord in my life. That kind of stuff happens all the time. Those opportunities are before us all the time. And I don't think we take advantage of them because we're not thinking that way. We're not in a state of gratitude every single day, which we should be. And we know that. So let's take the time to not only observe Thanksgiving Day this week and be thankful and remember, but let's make this a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Let's have a lifestyle of Thanksgiving where we are constantly looking for God's providence in our lives because it's always there. You don't just have one opportunity a year to thank the Lord for his goodness and faithfulness and to observe these things. This is an everyday lifestyle choice that we get to make. I wanted to wrap up this episode with a quote that we included in one of our Thanksgiving blog posts from 2020, actually. And this just really puts into perspective how much better off we are than the Mm. pilgrims. And yet even they were the ones to institute Thanksgiving and to make it into something where they did celebrate every year. This is from H.U. Westermeer. And he said, the pilgrims made seven times more graves than huts. Mm -hmm. No Americans have been more impoverished than these who nevertheless set aside a day of Thanksgiving. If that doesn't put into perspective the way that we are so blessed, Mm -hmm. I don't know what will. Because when you dig seven times more graves than you have huts, I would not be able to find much to be thankful for. Mm -hmm. And when you put it into that kind of perspective, you also realize that every single person who survived was also someone who had lost someone else. Mm -hmm. None of them had gone untouched by grief and loss through this entire journey. And not even all of them died while on the voyage Mm -hmm. to America. Many of them died after they had gotten here. When you think they've made it, they're safe, they're good, yet... Still, they experienced so much tragedy, so much loss and grief, and they were grappling with all kinds of different things. And in the midst of all of it, trying to figure out how to stop losing so many people, how to continue to survive. And there again, we don't have time to get into all of this, but the Lord provides for them in all of those ways also. And let's remember that this Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. because we, I hope, do not have more graves than we have huts right now. And we have all been blessed in so many different ways this year. We have got to get better about giving God the glory for what he has done for us and for what he will continue to do for us. And we need to start observing these holidays in the way that they were meant to be observed. Mm -hmm. Same goes for Christmas and Easter and all these different holidays that we have secularized so much. They are holidays that were set in place to glorify the Lord, to help us remember things like his birth and his death and his resurrection, and then to remember the incredible 
providence that has been shown especially to our race of people in America where we have been given the opportunity to live in such an incredible land and we have been given the opportunity to worship him and praise him with so much freedom, more freedom than anyone else experiences. The only reason we were able to do that was because of these people who were willing to risk everything and lose almost everything Mm -hmm. in order to give us this opportunity. So we need to be remembering that this Thanksgiving and being especially grateful for all of the different things that the Lord has done for us. The ropes he has provided and the jack screws he has provided for us in our everyday lives where we weren't expecting him to move and yet he did and he provided for us and he helped us. We're going to wrap this episode up in prayer to thank him for some of those things right now. So please pray with us. Lord, we just thank you so much for all the things that you've done in our lives this year, all the things that you've done through our ministry and through the people who have helped us in our journey with growing things like the podcast as we get ready to celebrate 200 episodes. It's just a time of great reflection and contemplation of what you have done through this platform and through the people who listen to our episodes every week. And I pray that you would just help each and every one of us to be such an incredible influence, especially during this time of year when we're getting together with family and friends and I pray that you would just give us so many opportunities to make these holidays about you and to uh, have our lives revolve wholeheartedly around you and the things that you have done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We pray that you have a great Thanksgiving day and that you get to spend it with your family and thanking the Lord for his goodness and his faithfulness to you and that you have plenty of opportunities to share about his love with those you're around. We want to encourage you to download this episode if you enjoyed it. It helps our show to grow and to continue reaching other people with the gospel of Christ. And we will talk to you all next Monday. Bye, guys. (laughs) 